I'm also very worried also about employability, uh, employment issues uh, with technicians, with, with, with uh, actors, uh, and, and especially in terms of technicians. Uh, they form another bout of our, of our ecosystem. And they only get to work if we, if we make work and we require their expertise and their skills. And how do we, by changing the approach that we're doing, also bring them along in this process? I think this is going to be a long, long haul and it's going to be a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up a very good point there, Heng Luan, and I was going to move into that uh, topic about independent arts workers and freelance arts workers, which make up, you know, 47% of all arts practitioners in Singapore, which is a lot higher than the national proportion of 14%. So that's the landscape of the employment landscape of the arts industry, which means as you and Terence talk about the kind of support you might be getting uh, as a company, you are unable to uh, give that same kind of support to all the freelancers who are employed by you actually on a project basis, right? Because they typically would be working for multiple projects uh, or productions at any in, in any given period and draw their income from multiple um, producers and arts groups. Now, this group of people, from designers to makeup artists to actors, performers, independent musicians, are all sort of right now um, in a terrible limbo and in a way uh, out of out of work. Audrey, what is your take on on the art scene? its future, and in particular, the impact on freelancers? Yeah, I think we all know that uh, the freelance artists and creators have been very badly hit. And like you said, it's across the board because uh, they can't, for instance, go to schools to teach as well. And a number of them also uh, teach in schools. They do workshops or they do the CCAs. Um, and a number of people work across the arts and creative sectors. So they might be, you know, doing um, events as well as working in the arts. Um, And there's no events going on. So they've lost income, not just from, you know, lost arts projects, but also from other sectors of the economy. So what's happening in other sectors of the economy has also impacted on the arts and creative freelancers. Um, and uh, and I think people don't really can't really right now see their way forward from that. Um, you know, to to their credit, I think the government agencies have seen that this is an issue. Um, but of course, on the ground, also there was a lot of advocacy for uh, for these artists and and creative freelancers to be heard. Um, so, for instance, the Facebook group. Uh, started by Nicholas Chi, the COVID-19 creative and cultural professionals, that I think they, they really brought a lot of public awareness to the problems that this group of people are facing. And um, it's it's really difficult to say what else can be done because there simply isn't that activity happening at all. 
as far as we know, a lot of the freelancers that have been contracted on projects that have been cancelled, they have also, you know, been paid by the arts companies. And I think that's a, that's a good practice. However, nobody can really plan uh, on getting something from projects next year because we don't know what next year looks like. Um, but the, the whole gig economy has really expanded across Singapore as it has in 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 the in many countries so it's not just arts and creative sectors but we know that hospitality tourism there's also a lot of people who, who freelance like tour guides um, and then now you know the government kind of loosely uses the term freelancers to cover everyone from the you know grab delivery driver to you know the, the fine artist and I think there has been a recognition by government that they need to consider that there is a significant number of people who are employed in this manner. Um, but it, so far, I think the solutions have not really been forthcoming. I think you, you pointed out a very uh, important aspect of uh, the creatives who work in, uh, in this kind of freelance manner in the sense that their portfolio of work are all um, in jeopardy right now and they all are in industries that are heavily impacted by COVID-19. So you're right in that it's not just in the arts economy, but many of them also work in um, entertainment, in media, and in tourism-related sectors where events have also come to a standstill. Do you think that we will risk losing a large number of them to other industries and that when the time comes for the art scene to recover, will we have the manpower and the talent pool to tap on? Yes, that is a concern. Um, I think uh, some of the, um, the the grassroots advocacy groups for freelancers were doing their own surveys and there was one going around which asked, whether people were considering leaving the sector and they found that, yeah, there was quite a number of respondents that said, yes, they will consider leaving. And it's not because they want to, it's simply because they, they you know, maybe they have families to take care of, you know, um, mortgage to pay, they, they just have to. Um, we will see a talent drain, I think. Um, for me as an educator, um, at LaSalle, I think this has is also a bit of a worry because you know you, we are we have graduates going out into the sector and you know it's going to be hard for them to find jobs. So even before they get their feet wet, right, they end up maybe choosing a job in a different sector simply to survive, and then they don't even have the chance to work in the arts, which is a pity. I I think the arts. I think artists are very resilient. So I am quite optimistic that when we all recover from this, and I'm being very hopeful, I say when, that you know people will continue to do what they do. So I, I do have faith in the innate resilience of the arts and the artists. Um, however, I think it is inevitable that there will be talent drain. I agree with you and actually, you know, um, when you refer to uh, the Arts Employment Survey which the National Arts Council commissioned in 2016 and if you 
look at the section under why arts workers are working in the arts, a lot of them tend to put as their priority it is because of a certain passion. So I'm also hopeful that if in the next one, two years we do lose uh, talent to other industries, that when we get back on our feet, these these people will come back um, I'm hoping that there will be a thriving art scene to come back to because, you know, um, the arts community together in hand with agencies like the National Arts Council and and even the National Heritage Board have been working so hard together and in partnership to create the kind of art scene that Singapore has up until February that was building audiences, that was really sort of like exploding in its own way, you know, beyond um, over the last decade. And, and it would be such a pity to have to take, you know, uh, many steps back from there. Heng Luan, you started a Good Practices Work Group together with a couple of other freelancers to establish um, a way of working that would be beneficial for, for, for people working in the arts and freelancers working in the arts. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and why you felt you wanted to do something like that? Uh, one of the thing, thing that uh, one of the things that we 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 sort of uh, heard, or even you know, through our interaction with freelancers, uh, especially in the early part of this uh, COVID nineteen crisis, was that uh, the morale of a lot of the freelancers actually very low, for many reasons. Uh, one, uh, if you look at you know how policies, especially policies related, uh, support policies related to, to, uh, the artistic practices, it usually comes directly to artists and arts group, and you, we we probably through the policies they're hoping that you know, all these policies will have trickle down effect, and then you know the the, the technicians, a lot of freelancers would get job from there, but it doesn't. It is not that simple. And so usually they may, in some, a lot of time, they may also be left out in the process. Uh, then they are really dependent on all the national measures, which then in the end, uh, it's really, you know, the whole nation all applying for SIRS and your COVID grant. And they'll be in competing with them for those grants. So on the whole, uh, the, the, the freelancers or the self-employed uh, community really feel uh, uh, more, more, uh, I mean they really have very low morale at this moment and especially during this time when uh, shows are being postponed there were freelancers who were not compensated because of uh, certain practices that happened within the arts community where contracts were not uh, well written uh, where companies may not take enough care of freelancers and you know, uh, and, and you know how contracts are being drawn. It tends to be uh, more. Uh, uh, it tends to help the arts company more than to the person whom they are employed. So during that period, we had a few freelancers who called me, and they said that they were facing compensation issues. And during that period, at one point, they were even considering you know, leaving the industry because they felt they were so uh, uh, disappointed by the kind of treatment that they get, they couldn't get the compensation that they should be due to. And so while we were trying to help them to deal with that situation, so we were talking to other freelancers and Elvin and myself, then we thought that maybe it's time for theatre companies and the arts company to do something 
uh, that we should we should be responsible. We should uh, be part of the solution rather than you know, expecting the self-employed to find their way out there. So that's why we all gather together and say, what if we propose a kind of good practice that you know can create a kind of a dignified and healthy environment for freelancers to work? Uh, and it should be the responsibility of both the arts organisations as well as the uh, freelancers to build this up. So we've been, we've been doing uh, focus group, we've been doing survey, and we've, we've reached out to 100 of them. And we're now preparing a series of uh, 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 a paper that will cover areas like contract, uh, discriminations, uh, uh, safe practices physically, emotionally. Uh, and we hope that this paper will be endorsed and supported by arts company. And pe- uh, arts company will use you know, the recommendations there so that they can build a kind of a good relationship, working relationship and a good health and healthy working environment with freelancers. Yes, I, I can imagine why freelancers are feeling kind of like um, particularly affected uh, during this time. And it's because they are, we are, I'm a freelancer myself, in a way isolated from the conversation that um, many companies and art makers are having with the powers that be and the authorities who have the ability to help and the resources to help, right? So if arts companies are already in conversation with government, in a way, we are, in a way, not part of that conversation. Um, We might form up to 50% of the arts industry, but because we are alone and individuals, there's no representation on behalf of these individuals. And um, in a way... Sometimes I do have my own beef with <laughs> um, schemes like uh, upgrading or digitalization grants and so on. Because, you know, if you're alone and you're sitting at home going, well, what, what, how exactly should I be upgrading? What exactly do I need to do? Do I need to change jobs? Do I need to, how do I digitalize, you know? Because the journey is so singular that you feel that you are not in control uh, of that ability to pivot or change as opposed to a company or a production house that that, that has a, some kind of support system ready to do that. So I, I totally understand that point of view and I think it's very useful to bring a group of people together who are all facing the same issues uh, to address some of the, these very systemic um, gaps in the you know in, in our ecosystem that protects the vulnerable freelancer, you know. So I hope I hope that works out and that that gets the endorsement of all the major arts companies um, as a whole. 